Righto, you legends, before we rip into another episode of the Deadass Podcast, I'd firstly like to thank our major sponsor, Country Tracker Caps, for the continued support of the podcast. You will find their merchandise at thecountrycompanies.com or if you'd like to design your own cap, head to countrytruckercaps.com. Knuckles has fired up a discount code for the pallbearers. Type in Deadass at the checkout to receive your discount. That is D-E-A-D-A-S-S. Welcome to the Deadass Podcast. So you all good, mate? Yeah, I'm all good. Alrighty. All good, Alan? Beautiful. Alright, well, welcome back to another episode of the Deadass Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Brizey, and uh, today got an old mate of ours here, uh, Cam. Cam Nichols, Cameron Nichols, um, who's done a stint with us uh, as a funeral director, currently a double EN, um, and I thought it'd be very appropriate to have him come in and share some of his stories and knowledge of the uh, funeral industry and some of the experiences that he's dealt with and just some of his own personal stories and uh, memories as well. So today um, is an episode of the morning show, so thanks for... Coming along, Cam. Oh, thanks for having me. No, you're welcome, mate. So just to give people a bit of a background um, of where you come from, um, you did. You originally uh, started working with us back in, what year was that? Uh, 2010. 2010. Yeah. And it was it through a, what got you into wanting to do the funeral stuff, mate? Oh, I was uh, working as a personal carer at a nursing home for mm-hmm. all those years. I started when I was a teenager. Yeah, um, seeing death and watching the funeral directors come and go, I was just curious what what happened afterwards. So it was a bit of an intrigue. Yeah, yeah, of, yeah. You wanted to sort of see what happens after the fact, eh? Yeah, just just very curious what happened after they left the nursing home. Yeah, and so um, essentially, what you did was you like stuff it, did up a resume, come uh, around, first of all, I, Yeah, what happened? I just called. Called the local funeral directors here and spoke to a lovely lady that spoke it up and <laughs> yeah. talked about how great it was. Mentioned her husband who's an embalmer and how yep. there's the possibility to go into embalming. So I, I thought stuff it. I'd did up my resume and I come in and dropped it off. Yep. Didn't hear back for two months, so I come in again with another resume. So you're persistent. Yeah, yeah. And um, on my way over to the next funeral director, I got a call saying, "Oh, we got some after hours work. If you want to come in and have an interview." Oh, cool. Well, actually, um, talking about that on a uh, previous episode, we had someone uh, message through to us and ask us, you know, what what the process was to try and get a foot in the door. And the, one of the first things that we said was just being persistent. Yeah, yeah. And that's the proof in the pudding right there. So you put the first one out, you didn't hear yeah, anything yeah. for two months, come back in, did it again. Did you, when you came in to drop the resume off, did you just, did you... Did you dress yourself up and all that sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, I, I tried to look nice and all the rest of it. And the second time around, apparently they they lost the resume. Uh, okay. This is your sister, I think. Was it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if they lost it or we'll not. If they anyway. just threw it out the window. Oh, we do. We usually, I think we we did keep a file there with all the resumes. Yeah, um, yeah they're probably yeah, you get probably a lot of pop-ins and yeah, yeah. 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 
Oh, the long story short, though, you did you yeah, did yeah. get your foot in the door and you came in and yeah, started doing after hours for six months before. Yeah. So, were you? Did you come in full time straight away, or were you doing casual? No, I was just casual after hours for six months. I was I dropped down to being an activities officer at the nursing home I was at. Yeah, sure. So I was just Monday to Friday, eight till four thirty, so I could do the after hours here. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And so, how long did you do that for? About six months. Six months before and then I applied full time. Full time, and then you came on. Yeah. yeah. And it, and when you're doing casual work, were you still doing funerals and? stuff like that or was it all just just all after hours transfers after hours. Yeah. um so you would have um done all the nursing homes you would have done the yeah. home transfers the coroner's work yeah, as yeah. well and did you find how did you find all that stuff from the start was, was it was it like when you first did it was it like yeah i meant to do this like i knew like you've slipped in it straight away or was yeah, it a bit yeah. of a culture shock i felt really comfortable doing it yeah. it was really no an eye-opener but yeah. yeah, I felt really comfortable doing it. Yeah, did you find it weird? Um, did you ever have to go back to the nursing home that you're working at? Yeah, yeah. Did you find times. that weird? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd go there at three o'clock in the morning, and then I'd be back there at eight o'clock in the morning for work. <laughs> yeah. That was a bit weird. Yeah. And then it, the awkward part, having to deal with the families yep. that are there that know me as well. So. Well, you know, that's what um, Colin mentioned. The same thing on one of his episodes. He was talking about when he was doing the flower delivery that, you know, he would go and deliver the flowers one day to the family that had lost a loved one and then yeah. the next day he's going back as the funeral director yeah, yeah. to arrange the funeral. So Yeah, even recently it. it happened when I was looking after this patient at the hospital and once they passed away they come and saw me at the office there. So yeah, still just happened throughout my career, I guess. Well, that's it. And I guess it's just the, the uh, benefits of being in a small town, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, but um, no, like, so you've gone from um, working casual and then you join it full time. And what entailed in the full time work? Was it just, were you doing the um, funerals? Um, you're doing mortuary work. You're, yeah, you did yeah. everything, didn't you? Bit of everything, yeah. Yeah. Mainly my first full time day, I was at the crematorium. We had four funerals concurrently. So, was that your first day? My first day, yeah. How'd you find that? It was really good. The person I was working with, good mm-hmm. old Sandy. Oh, yeah. 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 Shout she, out to Sandy. She made out of how easy the job was because we we're in air conditioning all day. So yeah. The reality is we're not always in air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was a good day. Especially summertime at a grave sob. Yeah. And yeah. you got your suit on, black suit. <laughs> yeah. In central Queensland weather. Yeah, yeah. It can be quite hot, mate, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we had a few little times where we had the those chilled scarves and we tried to oh, put them yeah, under. Yeah, 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 that was hopeless. Did you ever have those vest things? Did you ever oh, try I heard that blue I heard vest? About them, but I, yeah. yeah, that was that was another was one disaster. of those. Yeah, it was Make another your one of those. Suit all wet. <laughs> yeah, absolutely shit idea. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially it was like trying to wear like a cooler <laughs> around your body without mm. it making your suit wet. And it was just an absolute terrible idea. Mm. But um out of all that, when you were working in the um, with all that st- uh, side of stuff that you're working, which what part did you enjoy the most? Oh, I I enjoyed mostly the mortuary work. I just felt really comfortable doing mortuary work and just yep. being in the mortuary and making people look their best. I think. Yeah. So just um, preparing preparing the deceased for yeah, a funeral. Yeah. Um, we did go down um, in the previous episode of the morning show. We were discussing the the basic runs of um uh basic uh preparation for a deceased oh, yeah. um so all that sort of stuff you 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 didn't mind doing all that that was yeah no it was yeah, good yeah. yeah and um then you um also assisted the old man in doing some embalming cases yeah, yeah. and all that sort of stuff as well and you quite like that too didn't yeah you? yeah doing all the dirty work yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much yep. so that he could come in and do the rest of it yeah yeah and how long did you end up doing working with us for? 
the funeral so uh, i don't know so i was full-time for four years before i left for the two years and i came back and i've been working since so but i've had 12 months off now yeah yeah, yeah okay so it's been but yeah so constantly back and forth yeah you know, yeah. yeah but you're also studying there too yeah, yeah. doing your double en and something always pulls me back though doesn't it yeah it does yeah. it's funny how um the fuel industry does that to people eh? yeah you know it just people will go away and then they'll come back for a little bit and <laughs> You know, just do a come back and just it's almost like um get a little fix and then mm. <laughs> it is it, really rewarding though that it like, is isn't I say it? that my favorite part is the mortuary work, but uh, really it is just helping people. Yeah. Like when you're dealing with the families and it's the most rewarding part, uh, I think, most of all. Yeah, definitely. I think that's what keeps everyone going with it too. Hey, like um you know, there's a yeah, it's a it's a it's a hard one to to sort of describe to people the feeling that you get um, helping out people in their hardest time uh, because it is a very traumatic, you know, experience regardless of whether the person's passing was expected or not. It's still a very hard time. Um, but just to get a thank you from the family afterwards for some <clears> of the <throat> stuff that you had to do to help um, makes you want to do it all over again, doesn't mm-hmm. it? So is it the same sort of satisfaction that you get out of doing what you're doing now? Was it totally a different thing? Uh, it's a it's a totally different. I think because what I'm doing now, once I go home, it's yeah. kind of that's it. You shut off when you're in the funeral industry. It yeah, doesn't stop. You're still getting phone calls from the families and stuff like that. Yeah, and did you? Um, is there such thing as being on call <laughs> in your industry? Uh no, no, no. So you don't have to worry about that. No. There's nothing worse than being on call. Eh? We get text messages, but <laughs> Do you? you don't read them if you don't want to work. <laughs> uh, you don't have the option when you're in the yeah. funeral industry. You have to respond. The hard, yeah. The hardest, um, the hardest job I think is is the on call stuff. Yeah, is getting getting up to go out and do the jobs that you need to do. Some of them can be quite distressing, uh, distressing and mm. quite um, uh, confronting. And then having to go back home and then try to get back to sleep for a couple of hours and then knowing that you've got to get up again and go to work sort of makes it a bit hard, eh? Mm, I'll, I'll tell you my story. When yeah, yeah. When I first started in the industry, I was with seeing this girl and she had a bit of an issue with it. She yeah, sure. Was, a lot of people are scared of death and all the rest mm-hmm. of it yep. because I was doing after hours. Um, every time I went out, she would be up waiting for me to get home mm-hmm. for me to tell her what happened. Yep. And... Um, she, she wouldn't be able to sleep after I returned home if I wouldn't have a shower. So that became an issue as well. Because if you're getting three or four transfers in a night, having yes. a shower every time. It, so I stopped showering and she wouldn't be in the bed with me. So that, yeah. that became an issue, caused a big rift in the relationship. So it kind of you know, make it or break it when you start the funeral industry, isn't it? Yeah. It, uh, look, it can put a bit of a strain on the, on the relationship, same, if you're not, mm. and if you're not um, careful. Um, and also too, because, you know, uh, it can disturb them too. You know, like so, even even though they're not actually doing the transfer, you know, if your phone's ringing and constantly having to get up and get changed and go out and do a job, and then you got to come back and try and get back to sleep, and you know, so you know, you're disturbing them as well, and then they probably get the shits with you as well mm. because you're waking them up, and so it can be um, a bit of a strain on the relationship mm. if you're not careful. And yeah, I think my first child transfer, she was having nightmares after that. So yeah, are uh, you uh, your partner at the time? Yeah, so I just I had to stop telling her stories, describing or anything that I did. Yeah, and, and you know, it doesn't matter who you are. Those, those sort of jobs, they, those ones are 
they're shit. Mm, you know, there, yeah. there's nothing there's nothing nice about it at all. It's just it's absolutely terrible, you know, having to see something like that. Um, and then, you know, that's why we talk about these things, like saying that um, some of the best people to to debrief with is the people that actually deal with it as well yeah, because yeah, they have definitely. more of a clear understanding of exactly what's going on. I think sometimes it's a bit hard to explain some of the things that you're going through or some of the things you're experiencing with those sort of jobs, um, especially when you take them home because they don't know in themselves what's what's really sort of going on. Mm. They can only sort of make a picture in their head or assume as to what's actually happening. Um, I'm sort of lucky in the sense that uh, my wife, she um, she's been – uh, involved with me on some of the some of the stuff that I've had to do and some of the funerals and whatnot. So she has a little bit of an understanding. But you know, for someone um, that's not involved in the industry at all, you know, trying to explain that to them um, can be hard yeah. and hard for them to understand. So you know, um, did you did you find that sort of stuff wore you down a bit at all? Or oh, it wasn't an issue for me. Just yeah. an issue for her. Yeah, issue for the relationship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it can be, it definitely mm. can be. But like you, you sort of took that stuff in your stride. Eh? You, yeah, yeah. I, I just kind of ignored her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough, <laughs> for good reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah fair yeah. enough. Yeah. No, but what about you personally? Like, did you, did you at any time those sort of transfers that you're doing? Did you start, uh, see any of those that were quite difficult? Yeah, I had a few difficult transfers, but I never lost any sleep over them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I got yeah. one difficult transfer. I'm not sure if I should talk about it, but. Oh, that's all right. You don't have to, mate. Yeah. It's just more of a case of like what you sort of um, felt after it. Like, did you? Yeah, yeah. Did, you, did that one sort of like knock you around a little yeah, bit? Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah. So you know, like it does get to everyone at different levels and stuff like that. We've we've talked about this before. You know, um, about um, uh, different you know different things trigger uh, different people, mm. and depending on what the circumstances are. Um, yeah, like I, um, I've never really been triggered. By them, you know, obviously the young ones are the, the hard ones. Mm-hmm. They're the ones yeah. that you can never get accustomed to, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, you never forget them, do you? No, no, definitely not. Um, so what uh, – so how? So you you did a good stint in the funeral industry, yeah, but yeah. you always had that sort of um, passion for nursing, haven't you? Yeah, like always, you, yeah. Like even when you were working in the funeral industry, you all, you'd always talk about it or talk about the fact that you wanted to do this and do that and, and go and do a bit of studying that and then you – you actually like you know what fuck it yeah. I'm gonna do it, and you did yeah yeah and um so what was the reason behind it was it just because it's always a passion for it or? yeah I always wanted to study do something else so always wanted yeah. to do nursing always yeah. enjoyed helping people and, and I like the company of older people so yeah yeah and it's one of those industries that you can take with you anywhere too yeah, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't lock you down does it yeah definitely not I, so I got goals to become a travel nurse so yeah is that what is that yeah, yeah. yeah okay nice yeah. but I'll, I'll do a few years clinical experience before I actually do yeah travel but that's nursing. so that's the goal yeah yeah well it sort of makes sense that's why you got the van and yeah, whatnot yeah. eh? <laughs> yeah so you got the van all set up ready to do yeah, some gray travel. nomad before i get too gray yeah. <laughs> yeah why not preempt it um so you got the van you got it all set up yeah. you've actually done a little bit of traveling haven't you uh only a little bits here and there yeah. i'm Did going to cans in a few weeks and oh true yeah good on you nothing you did, too big yet you did a didn't you do a uh, with the old van, you did a stint down to yeah, three Tasmania. weeks in Tassie. Yeah, yeah. How was that? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'd, I want to get back to there eventually, but yeah, I'll do a few other things. I want to go to the Red Rock and stuff like that. Do the whole bits and pieces. Mm. Um, now that you've got a um, new 
new van too. Yeah, and yep. A bit more reliable, I guess. Yeah, yeah. The other one caught on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Had to upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a cool setup too. Mm. So you go to Kansas in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Just, just going to do the bungee jumping and things like that. Just any sort of set routine or just going to go no, over the flow? No. I got my nephew's birthday in Bowen, but then I'll just go through to Cairns for a night or yeah. two. Oh, mm. cool. So just just a quick trip. Yeah, yeah. And do you have any um, anywhere else you're going to go this year, mate? Uh, I'm not sure yet, so I'll wait and see how many hours I get for my long service before I yeah. land a big trip. Because you've been busting some hours out too, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Because we've actually, we actually discussed um, doing this quite a while ago and I think the first available appointment that you had yeah, or the yeah. first available day was today. Today, yeah. Yeah, so it's been... Um, and that was a couple of weeks ago, so I can only imagine how busy. Are. Is it because they're short staffed, or is it because uh, you're just you're good? Just, you're, a, you're good at what you do. I just do jump on the you? extra oh, just okay. as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> I like the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah why not? Mm. Especially we're at the age where we can do it. Why not knuckle down and do it? Mm. And because you've got a nice little spot there too, where you wake up every morning, mate. Yeah, where yeah. you're staying down the beach there. Yeah, it's good. Mm. I'd be, I'm envious, mate. It's a good little spot. Unfortunately, down there. don't get as many days off to enjoy. <laughs> it. Don't get to enjoy yeah. as much. Oh, jeez. So, um, with the double uh, E N stuff that you do, are you are you sort of situated one spot, or can they move you around? Or uh, sometimes we get deployed, but not often. I'm just yeah. situated in geriatrics. So. Yeah. Okay. And how long have you been there for? Uh, coming up to two years now. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so, do you from being a double E N? What's the next stage for you? Like, what what do you want to? Mm, so, I'm going to be studying my bachelor at the yep. end of the year. So, I'll just how, do that part time for. And a while. how long does that take? Uh, from after my ENs, it'll be uh, two years full time or four years part time. And what do you plan on doing full time or half? I'm going to do two years part time and the last year full time. Yeah. Okay. And I'm thinking uh, everything changes. Life oh yeah, of course. Yeah, stuff. definitely. Yeah, but I mean, at least then you can still work and all that sort of stuff yeah. too, can't you? And then. Um, do you have to do a bit of on-job stuff too? To go yeah, a bit of um, placement. I think a couple of weeks worth of placement. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Unpaid work. So that will make – what will that make you? A, um, a R- registered nurse. An RN. Yeah. Yeah. And then once you've got the RN, that's when you, you're going to go – Well, I'll, I'll do two or? years clinical before I just do travel nursing. Okay. And you can do that here in town? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, because this is all new to me, mate. So I'm learning, <laughs> as, <laughs> I'm learning as we go ahead. We so. want to get paid to travel, don't we? Oh, that, I mean, that would be ideal, wouldn't it? Mm. Bloody oath. I'd love to be able to do that, buddy. Be a travelling undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Roll through town and be like, hey, bring out your dad. <laughs> Ring the bell like they used to. Well, they, they got the travelling funeral directors that travel and they do oh, the work the, in the suitcase. Yeah, yeah. I've, the, I've yeah, seen the, some stories about <laughs> yeah, yeah. They work brief, out of their suitcase. <laughs> the brief and they fly someone else's mortuary. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, well, they, they, they run rampant. Yeah. yeah, there's heaps of them. Yeah, bloody oath. They've got these centralised mortuaries that... Um, Offer all the all the different little little businesses that they can operate mm. out of there and run their own little funeral homes. It's quite quite popular in the uh, metro. Yeah, 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 that's what I've been told. <laughs> yeah, down in the down in the uh, metro cities down there in the mm. big in the big smoke. Um, would you ever go down the big smoke and do stuff down there, or would you rather just travel like um, the, the regional I'll, town? I'll go over eventually. Yeah. I think. Is there like more of a warrant for it, like sort of in those little rural towns? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do they pay differently in different areas and stuff like that too? Uh, it just depends. Like, I think that in the cities and stuff, they, they don't normally offer you accommodation. Ah, so okay, when you right, do yeah. travel nursing, you mainly go into rural areas because they they'll provide you with accommodation and travel money and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's an interesting profession, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I, um, I Look, I, I personally would struggle to do it myself because you obviously uh, certain – 
do you do you deal with where you are at the moment? Is a lot of that a lot um, like end of life time as well, or is it just? We get a couple, but mainly we we only take people that have got goals to try to get home. Oh, That's okay. when we so do the like assessments in- to try to find out whether they require nursing home placement and stuff. Oh, okay. So you sort of like that intermediate. Yeah, until they can are. get placement or get the facilities they need to mm. go back home. Did you ever do a uh, – I suppose it was probably before the funeral industry, but what was it like working with the people that you know that death was imminent? Like it was like – and you're like building up these relationships with these people. That would have been a bit of a kick in the teeth too, wouldn't it? Mm. Yeah, it can be, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, um, like I think it would be. Like, you know, you build up these relationships with people um, just even doing funerals, like, you know, meeting someone after the fact and um, building up these relationships with these people. But some of those um, nursing staff, like, they build up relationships with the person that's passing away. Like, they've been there for years. Mm-hmm. So they become essentially like a bit of a family member. Yeah. And you, would you, you know, that that could be a bit of a heartbreaking time for them too yeah it can be yeah definitely and especially with people that are end of life like that there's the voluntary assisted dying these days and that just yeah. adds another whole new aspect to it all because that came into effect this year didn't it yeah 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 we've had a couple of them come through so yeah it's a different scenario do you fi- how do you find that on a personal level oh. as a nurse we can't be personally attached <laughs> yeah to yeah it, of so course yeah we've yeah. got to enable them but a lot of us have our opinions some yeah. of it some of it just you're not sure because there's meant to be certain requirements that they're meant to pass and, pass and or they j- yeah. jump through a lot of hoops, but sometimes it just seems like they mm. Yeah, it's oh, – look, I can understand. It leaves, leaves a, a bad taste in your mouth, is it? So yeah, it's, like it's not because yeah. it's been approved. But Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, from what I've, from what I've um, been told, I, I've dealt with a couple this year, I think two um, voluntary assisted dying, um, one in Gladstone, one in Rocky, and um, – yeah, they seem to be – they're very stringent. Like there's mm. multiple um, gr- uh, screening processes yeah. and stuff to actually get qualified for it. Mm. Um, the yeah. whole team comes down from Brisbane. And yeah, yeah. just get this drink and – Yeah, and that, and that mm. goes from there. Um, Within yeah. 15 minutes. Yep. Yeah, it's it's um, different. Um, you know, if you spoke to me about it five years ago, I would have said it's got to be in. It has to be able to do it. There's nothing worse yeah, than yeah. blah, 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 blah. That's how I, I yeah. we were all put out the the survey through the Queensland Nurses Union and I voted for it. Mm-hmm. And um, after seeing it a few times, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm not so yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's... Everyone's different. Some people really need it. So that's oh, why it yeah, definitely needs to be available. But. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm mm. not taking it away. And look, everyone has, I think, everyone has the right to be able to do that. If Everyone has the right to choose that if they mm. want. That's, that's, their, that's their own person's right to be able to do that. And I think it's it'd be unfair for... Uh, government or someone to tell them otherwise. I think that's, mm-hmm. I think that's like a number one rule is being able to have your own freedom to do the, your own choices. So, um, but look, after seeing it, um, you know, it makes you question it a couple of times. <laughs> like, not the method or anything. I'm not talking about that. I just like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's when you actually see it and it's actually available. Like, oh, geez, okay, yeah, this is really real. Yeah, it's a bit confronting, eh? Yeah, yeah. I know there's been. So I know there's been a. Um, Couple in Rocky, at least. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, um, but there, that's a whole nother day and a whole nother <laughs> episode in itself, isn't it? it? Is, yeah. I mean, like you could spend the hours talking about that on the positive sides of it, the negative sides of it. But you know, we're, you know how long's a piece of string? You could, yeah, you could go on it forever. Well, I have heard some stories. One lady that went through it with her husband. Mm. She 
had no support afterwards. So you mm-hmm. just got to make sure there's that support there. And mm. Mm. I think that's the biggest thing afterwards, isn't it? Yeah. Um, with anything and also just a funeral in general, um, I find that um, everyone bands together when someone passes away and um, they come to help the family in the time of need. And that's great. And that's fantastic. But what happens is like after the event and everyone goes back to their daily lives and doing their normal bits and pieces and whatnot, that um, that person that's then essentially left, like, you know, left behind, like everyone else has gone off and does back to normal, which is normal. Everyone um, goes back home. Yeah, to, but then they're stuck yeah. with the reality of it. Like yeah. when, when it's all happening initially, it's not real and they're trying to um, – you know, work out what's going on and then once everyone leaves and everyone's back to their normal routine, then you're stuck with the reality of yeah. what's actually happened. You're there in an empty household. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and the person's belongings are still mm. there and all the bits and pieces and, you know, it can be quite dwelling on itself and then I think it's important to make sure that there's those resources available for the people after that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that those people can get um, that uh, care after the fact too because, you know, unfortunately the world keeps turning and if you're not there to turn with it, it's going to leave you behind. Mm. And that's the reality of it, unfortunately. So, you know, but we see that quite a lot, mate. And um, is there any of those experiences that you had in the fuel industry? Any, anything that you want to share with us, mate? Do you have any? Um, Thanks, yeah, mate. Thanks. You're welcome, mate. Um, anything in particular? No. Oh, oh, working in the industry, I started doing arrangements and stuff. Mm. Oh, that's right. You did too, yeah. yeah. And um, I remember I... I arranged one of my good friend her I, I was her graduation day mm-hmm. and um when her mother passed away I jumped in and I did the arrangement and um after that every time I saw her she would just break down crying yeah so I I struggled with that for a while having to become that friend yeah because yep. kind of lost our friendship a bit and yep. all of a sudden I was this person that reminded her of her mother's passing yeah so yep. I, I struggled with that for a while there but. I just ended up coming to grips with it. I'm that I'm that friend, I guess. I can be yeah. that friend to everyone, I guess, for a while there. Yeah, was it only was it only temporary or No, it still happens. Still so, happens, yeah. yeah. Even my my mum's good one of my mum's best friend, her mother passed away and I did the funeral for them. Mm-hmm. And now every time I see her at a little gathering, she's always has a bit of a tear in her eye. So it just continues on. Unfortunately that you know, that can be the case that you can be um Left with the stigma of that, like people associate you with that person's yeah, passing. Yeah. Especially if you don't see them. If you see them regularly, I guess it, mm. it would, they'd move past it. But when you don't see them too often. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and unfortunately, that's one of the repercussions of working in that industry. Because, you know, you might it's got nothing to do with you personally. <laughs> it's just when they see you, they just associate yeah, yeah. you with that person passing away. And, um, yeah, I... Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. But, but it, it is also really rewarding having to be able to help them in their time of need. Oh, yeah. Look, that's – yeah. And they, their tears in their eyes are also because they're thankful of what you've done. Of course. It's yeah. not just because it's reminding them. So. And, like, that's, that, that, that's only very rarely in that sense too. Yeah. It's not everyone who associates you with – Yeah, I guess sensitive people, they – Yeah. Because you've created warmth in their heart, they tear mm. up a bit every time they see Oh, them. of course, mate, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah so, you know, like – that's the double-edged sword situation where, um, unfortunately, that's the, the negative side of it that you might get associated with that. But the positive side is you get to help out someone in the yeah, hardest yeah. time. And, um, you know, being in those situations, it's very rarely am I ever the um, attendee at a funeral. So even if it's a 
friend or family member that's passed away or someone, they usually give us a call and we're the ones conducting the service. It's very rarely that I've actually ever turned up to a funeral just as a, an attendee. Mm, yeah. Just sign the book and come and take a seat. <laughs> it's just so rare. Well, I, I arranged both of my grandparents' funerals. Yeah. And I, well, I remember when, I, when my grandmother passed away, Colin rang me, are you going to come in and do your mother, grandmother's funeral? I said, no, I just arranged it. I'm attending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, you just wanted to yeah. just, um, in, I don't know, I guess take it in properly without yeah, yeah. having to put on a professional face. Mm, wanted to be with the family yeah. rather than being yep. an outsider. Yeah being, the, yeah, being with the family, yeah. Mm. Because that's one of the other, uh, I, guess, I guess one of the things that you get drawn with a short straw is that they all turn to you when someone passes away and go, hey, yeah. you know, what do we need to do here and mm. do that? And you've got to put on the uh, put on the brave face and lace up the boots and go and take charge and help out the family, take care of their loved one, which can be a bit annoying if you, <laughs> if you want to be a mourner with them, you know. Mm. Not annoying, I guess. That's the wrong word to say. Probably um, like, yeah, it's like your responsibility to do yeah. it. But sometimes you don't want to do it. You want to be a part of the mourning. Yeah, you want yeah. to be a part of the... Sometimes as a funeral director, you don't get time to mourn yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Too busy just doing the job. You're yep. task orientated. Yep. It's almost like you put the um, you put the funeral director suit on and you go and do the job like it's any other job without taking the time to actually mm. mourn that person, you know. And then a couple of months down the track, fucking hits you like a ton of bricks, mm. which can definitely happen. Mm. So how long? Um, so when did you finish up at funeral license, mate? Oh, sorry, at the funeral home. Uh, so I, I got so, sent yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. When did you – because you didn't really finish. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, you – yeah, so when did you take – you started you, – didn't you pull back and go do studying? Oh, I, I was just doing casual. I think every, every month for f- four days I would go do my plate – do my oh, whatever you call it at the university. Yeah. So I was still here during my whole study and then as soon as I finished my study I got my position at the hospital. Yeah. And – um. After that, I waited for them to offer me full time, and that's when I stood back from here when they offered me full time. Got sent a notification on Snapchat the other day of the memory. It was yeah. twelve months ago last week. Or really? Something. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, because um, it, yeah, you're doing you're doing casual for ages too afterwards, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually had a question um get um sent through to us on Instagram, and it was from a friend of ours, um, from a friend of mine, um, Boydie, um, that. <laughs> From Boydie, um, shout out to him. Uh, he asked, you know, what is the general sort of like, I'm, I'm sort of paraphrasing what he said, but he said, what's sort of, sort of like the reaction you get from people when one, you say that you've worked in the funeral industry or you say that you're currently working in the in the industry, you know, and um, what was that like for a topic of conversation? Oh, yeah. And then like also too, like um, you mentioned something about, you know, how did I, what did, what did my wife say when I first met her and I told her that it was a... Um, uh, that I was a funeral director. So what was your, you know, when people, when you'd said to people that you're a funeral director, what was the general reaction? Well, normally people are intrigued, eyes yep. light up and they're full of questions. And I guess that's, and I always tell, always tell them that's why I started in the funeral industry because yep. I had so many questions. I was so curious. Yep. Now I've got all the answers. So I'm not that intrigued anymore. <laughs> you're over it. But I remember I was, I was out partying one night. I was hitting it and dancing with this girl, getting close. And she whispered in my ear, what do you, what do, you do for work? 
and I told her I'm a funeral director and her eyes just lit up and really? she, she ran. Really? She <laughs> yeah, ran away? Ran. Never experienced <laughs> that in my life. True. And I, I was kind of caught up about it and I kept on seeing her again throughout the night and every time she saw me, she'd look the other way and run again. <laughs> <laughs> so some people are really scared of death. Yeah. But, um, yeah, well, it was funny because um, that was what sort of um, striked up the conversation with, um, with the missus and I. Um, we're at the uh, Heritage... Um, hotel there and I saw her across the the balcony and um I saw she was having a dart so I and I was having a dart too and I thought oh, I'll just pretend I haven't got a lighter and I'll go over and ask her to borrow one off her and so I did and then five minutes down the track or ten minutes down the track I pulled my own out and lit yeah. up another one anyway so it was the biggest <laughs> fucking <laughs> smoking mm. mirrors but um uh that's what the conversation sparked up was because she asked me what I did for a job and I said oh, right. I'm a funeral director and um, she found that quite intriguing. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what that's what got me across the line to start with. I've had a few friends really intrigued and I, I've always offered them if they're really intrigued, I'll come in and show them around the mm, place. And, yeah, yeah. Which has been really good, but other people wouldn't have a bar of it. Yeah. I remember I think I, I broke up with one of my partners at the time and I was putting some stuff in the units out here. And, yep. Um. I got my brother to help me and while he was here, I said, oh, I'll bring you in and I'll show you the cremator. Yep. yep. And he'd, he'd come in and he he goes, what 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 the hell is this? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this? And I said, it's a cremator. He goes, I don't know what a fucking cremator is. I don't want to be around this shit. And he fucking took off <laughs> outside. You're all bitter at me. I, th- I thought he'd be, in, I thought he'd be yeah, interested, yeah. but no, yeah. really? it doesn't want a bar of it. True. But the other brother, he's cool, but that one just. No. Which oh. majority of the people usually have a little bit of a morbid. Yeah, thing, yeah. So. Um, yeah, like we've quite often um, taken um, people through just as a um, like a group, um, show them, you know, just uh, open people's eyes to it. Like just, you know, give them a bit of an understanding of how the process works because what happens is a lot of these people don't understand what goes on. So they get these assumptions of what's happening and next thing you know, you've got all these fucking stories that are complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, Do they sit up in the mortuary? Yeah, oh, <laughs> All that the time, one, mate, yeah, all the, all the time. time. Yeah, we have a chats with them. So, you know, like so, you know, so you go through, you give them a bit of a rundown of how the whole process works, and it just sort of gives people a bit of knowledge mm. of what to, and then hopefully they share those stories with other yeah, people. Yeah. You know, the experience that they went through, so that they can see it, um, and you know, it maybe squash some of those generalized mm. um, assumptions that the community makes. So, well, you always get the question, what do you do? What do you do there? And mm. cause it's a small little family run yeah. business that do a bit of everything. Yeah. yeah. What does that entail? Where do you begin really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, um, yeah, no, so it's good to, it's good to have, and, but also too, like, it's good to know that at any time, like we can be open and um, honest with those families and show them, Hey, mm. look, this is exactly what we do. This is how your loved ones treated. This is how your loved ones cared for. You know, with utmost respect and dignity. Um, so it's good to have an open door policy in that sense mm-hmm. because it, there's no there's no secrets or anything like that. Yeah. Or, oh, I, no I really like that mirrors. sign that they got up in the in the mortuary yeah, saying, yeah. "What does it say?" Um, oh, something about once you this come through these doors or something like the loved ones entrusted into the care and all yeah, the rest of it, and yeah, treat them, good. treat the deceased person as if the family are present or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Which is true to the fact. I first saw that when I first came here, and I. I no, that's what I wanted to see. It's, it's yeah, good. no, it, yeah, and it, it is true. The and that's why I wanted to see the funeral industry to make sure that that respect was followed through. And yeah. yeah, well, it's it, you know, see. it's good, and it's good to have that proof in the pudding. Someone that can confirm that, hey, mm. this is the processes that go. Um, you know, this is what's expected and and whatnot. So, um, 
Do you think, um, even though like, even though that you're going down the path that you're going, do you think you'll ever step back foot in the funeral uh, industry, mate? Yeah, I got, I got the feeling too, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something to yeah. think about. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's always something to fall back on, isn't mm. it? Like you could always, you know, break up your maybe in my retirement. Then. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. When you want to do something to kill yeah. a bit of time, eh? Well, I hear travel nurses only work nine months of the year. The th- next, other three months, they're just spending what they t- want. Yeah. Bit of traveling. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's unreal. Jeez Louise! No, look, I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind doing. Um, I don't mind doing the coroner stuff um, for a bit of, for my own personal intrigue because you always come across something different. Yeah. Um, That's what I loved about it, having that. Yeah, and dealing with the police, getting to know them all. Yeah, getting a first-hand um, account of what, what's yeah. going on. Then you and compare it to what you see on the news, which yeah, is normally that's right. totally off. different. Yeah. yeah, so you know we we get the um, we get the. Uh, First-hand access to do retrievals from, you know, it could be um, car accidents, suicides, murders, it could be um, anything like that sort of stuff, um, fires, incinerations, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we get um, get to aid in helping with the police and the fireys and stuff like that. So it's a bit of a privilege to be able to do that sort of stuff. Um, but it's also quite intriguing as well, isn't it? It sort mm-hmm. of keeps um, it keeps you on your toes. Um you would have you would have um, been over heaps of those over the years. Yeah, seen a few. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, we, you know, we've yeah, we've had the contract there for quite some time, so you know, you get to see those over the years, and that, you never get used to it. Like it's always something new, something mm. different. Um, That's what keeps it interesting, though. Well, it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and uh, these days too, um, with the funeral side of things, it seems to be more like um, people are more wanting to step outside the realm of what would be a traditional funeral. Um, they're going for more like um, whatever they can do to personalise it, make it your uh, more unique and mm. individual. You know, not even wearing the traditional like morning clothes anymore. Like everyone, yeah. you know, everyone wants to wear bright and colourful things. They don't particularly want too much religion in their service. They want to cel- They want a celebrant. They want to celebrate the person's life. They want to be able to put all the kinds of music they want. Mm. You know, even 15 years ago when you first started, it would have been. A little bit taboo having yeah. a celebrant. Oh, and back in those days, we we're using the CDs to play. Music. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, CDs. They skipped everyone. Was oh, at yeah, look like oh, you're, uh, you dread being the music mm. guy. Yeah, eh? the music guy was the worst. Some, they job. Are a few times, not too many back then, but um, cassettes. Oh God, <laughs> I, had, I had one cassette and it was set to play uh, on speed mode. Yeah, and it sounded like chipmunks. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was meant to be the song. Oh, let's hope that doesn't happen again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for the digital age, hey, where we yeah, don't have yeah. to worry about cassettes and bloody CDs yeah. and all that sort of stuff where we can just do the old MP3 player and whatnot. It used to be the not. big system. Every time someone requested a song, we'd have to notify the local radio station and yeah. go and pick up the CDs the day That's before. Right. Yeah. Oh, now we've, everything's <laughs> digital. <laughs> you can find any song oh, and I just download it. it. I forgot about that too, yeah. yeah. Cause if it was Shout anything... out to 4YOU for letting <laughs> us their CDs all the time. Carrying the crew, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that actually, yeah. Having to ring them and ask them yeah. if they had particular songs. Yeah, the majority of the they time didn't was... charge for it. They just lend them to us and yeah, give them back. Yeah, so that was good. good of them, wasn't it? Mm. It was mainly the older songs, wasn't it? It was the more yeah, yeah. old-timey songs um, and the old country. But yeah. now you can get them anywhere. Yeah, everyone's got some dusty on their yeah. phone. Oh, yeah, bloody oath and Spotify and all the bits <laughs> and pieces that go with it. Um yeah, so thank God for that because it does make life a little bit easier with funerals mm-hmm. and stuff these days too, eh? And now even to the point where um, the uh, the whole pandemic um, 
brought a wave of um, live streaming yeah, and, yeah. and recording services now and people don't even have to leave anywhere they can just log yeah. in and watch it from wherever they are around and the then world play it and yeah, yeah yeah watch it over and over again that and that now has become since that since the pandemic that's become its own industry in itself yeah. like the, um having uh, all the funerals live streamed it's almost like um those live streamers would be making a mint, eh? Hey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like um, uh, like a standard requirement now as a part of the service. Like people almost half expect it, not yeah. request it type of thing. So, you know, moving forward, that's probably going to be – that's just going to be one of those things where um, people hardly will ever turn up to a funeral itself. It's all going to be um, streamed. Yeah. So that would be different, isn't it? <laughs> Imagine that, sitting there, someone speaking into a mic, but there's actually no one there but just a bunch of video cameras. Yeah, so you can go to the funeral in case, you know, if you don't <laughs> want to see the people yeah. there, you can still attend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, um, yeah, no, it's funny how um, certain things pave a way for new industry and, um, you know, n- normally the funeral industry is usually one of those ones that's um, a little bit behind in the time. So it's pretty um, pretty good to see that, um, that they took advantage of that and, um, was able to still give people some sort of closure and be able to do things uh, like that to you know, give people that, uh, yeah, that, that closure, mm. that last bit of uh, opportunity to say their farewells and whatnot and to, to view it. So, yeah, but it's going to be interesting to see where we move forward with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah Everything yeah. is getting a lot more personalised now though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, yeah. I remember I did um, one funeral for a close friend of mine. It was her mother that passed away and... Mm. You, I got you to come in and be the yep. celebrant and they wanted all purple so that everyone was wearing purple tie. You oh, and yeah. I even come in with our purple ties and just those little extra things that we'd go and do. Like um, we, we normally give out the candles that have the blue clouds and I just yes. inverted the colours to be purple clouds. Yes, right. And yeah. then I even used that image. She she gave us the PowerPoint presentation but I, I used the picture with the purple clouds as the background, as the backdrop That's on right. the PowerPoint and just – all those little extra things all add up and she was just over the moon for that service we did. And they're the things that the family remember too. Yeah. There's little little steps that you do. Things that they don't ask for but yeah. you just go and do. Yeah, and then you just like surprise them on the day yeah. and you you know, you become a part of the service itself. Mm. And the families appreciate that sort of stuff too. And like I've got a I've got a closet full of different colour <laughs> ties for <laughs> different situations. Mm. Over the years you pick up a couple. So um yeah, but that's all a part of that sort of personalising and trying to get the best out of it for the family. So, yeah. Mm. No, it's um, – I it also too like a growing trend seems to be no service at all. Just, yeah, yeah. Just a – Direct cremation. Direct cremation. Save that money for the bar tab mm. at the wake. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, people love that idea. Yeah. Yeah. All that, you know, that was always a growing sort of thing anyway a little bit, but then um, uh, COVID really kicked it in, mm. uh, especially when um, – they put the restriction, uh, restrictions on people attending and whatnot that um, people just sort of like, you know, we'll just have a cremation take place and then when the time comes we'll all gather together and do a do a celebration at a pub mm, or yeah. go down the beach or do something like that. And well, during COVID there was a few times that people were just getting us to hold them off. and Yeah, that's right. They do partial embalms and stuff trying mm. to preserve them for the possible time that uh, that's right. well, yeah, yeah, lockdown of, yeah, eased a lot up of them a bit. Got, yeah, a lot of them got delayed by two mm. weeks because it was that two-week lockdown period. Yeah, yeah. And ten yeah. people allowed at each funeral, and then you just have hundreds of people in the car <laughs> yeah, park. That's right, and because <laughs> yeah. they weren't allowed at the funeral. Yeah, they weren't allowed yeah. up in the chapel, but, but they were allowed to ten meters away. Yeah, ten yeah, meters in the car park. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, like, um, you know, I remember um, certain people saying, "Are you going to police this?" And I'm like, 
how? <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> do you <laughs> see our badge? Yeah. <laughs> it says funeral director, not law enforcement. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's funny how those things do, uh, what, what comes about of those and some of the um, things that they applied to seem to be at the time when you see it looks a bit ridiculous. But mm. uh, It was all for a good cause in the end. Ah, uh, look, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, people still need to be with their family when someone passes away. Yeah, that's it. Were you involved in much of that sort of t- in the restriction stuff? Yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it really did change everything, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, changing the whole way that we did everything. Mm. Not just I was the working the both jobs because I was doing days here. I was finishing at two, and then starting the hospital at two two thirty most days, and yeah, both jobs are essential worker. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they class funeral directors as essential workers? Yeah, yeah, they we did. Were, yeah, because <laughs> who else is going to pick them up? But. I know. I just thought I'd ask. <laughs> I never really asked that yeah. question, actually. Yeah, we were essential workers. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, Everyone else was in lockdown in their, in their houses and yeah. funeral directors were running the streets. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, any particular funerals um, come to mind for yourself? Any any services that you remember like yeah. that um, really st- struck a chord with you? Uh, I, not it's, too many. But, it's um, hard to point out, isn't it? I remember it? I, I just, there was one funeral we did. It was just a private service that we had in our chapel, but I, I did the preparation of the person. Yeah. And um, I was doing this boot camp out at Tilsey and every, I was going there five days a week for a couple of weeks there and I made mates with this guy out there. Yeah. And um, the question came up, oh, what do you do for a living? And I told him and he asked me where I work. And he goes, oh, you would have done my mother's funeral a few weeks ago. Oh, really? And, um, and when he said the name, I, I remembered, yeah, yeah. I did I did the preparation, but it was a private service, so no funeral directors were oh, over yeah. there. But um, he he was just asking me, how did how did you make her look better than what she did when she was alive? Oh, really? And that was really rewarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. But yeah. He, yeah, he, it was a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. A, a positive one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one that you remember, right? Eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, over the years you're doing it, mate, you would have done hundreds, yeah, hundreds yeah. and hundreds of funerals. Um. Did you ever travel much? Did you do much traveling? In the yeah, a bit of traveling. Jericho, I went to Dolby and a few other places. Yeah, yeah. a few overnighters. Did you like those? Yeah, well, when I first started here, when we had the contract, we yeah. were actually, when whenever the um, forensic pathologist went on holidays, we'd be transporting them to that's, the John Tong Center in Brisbane. Right. So I did a lot of overnighters in Brisbane. Uh, I, I liked, that's what probably gave me the the thrill to travel in the oh, car really? and all the rest of it, just traveling having a little party in the car and <laughs> with someone in the back. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, and um, yeah, well, see, I don't mind doing that tra- yeah, uh, driving yeah. myself as well because it's quite often that there's um, transfers that we go do from like a couple hours away, yeah. you know, Gladstone, Emerald, Bundaberg, Mackay, mm. you know, all these sort of little day tripper ones. Um, That's what I miss, though, you know, the, the trips away because that really breaks up your day and your day goes yeah, by really quickly. And you get you to know. do a little bit of exploring too. Mm. You get to get on the highway, go for a cruise. Try the pies along the highway. Yeah, yeah. try all the different pies, <laughs> yeah. Um, put on some of your favourite podcasts or yeah. tunes or whatever and yeah. just, yeah, it, just go for it. I think there was one time that we had a suspicious case this child passed away and yep. the police had to escort me. So I had the police escorting me the whole oh, way yep. along. And um, I asked her straight up. I didn't want to sit on the 100 the whole way. I asked her straight up, can we go 105? She says, yeah, yeah, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> so 105 the whole way. That's good. <laughs> that would have been um, a little bit uh, uh, like straight down the narrow. Like you yeah. couldn't sort of relax even though like they were pretty cool with it. <laughs> yeah, they? yeah. Yeah. No. That, but now, so nowadays they actually um, uh, outsource all that stuff. It's actually, yeah. 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 Uh, we've got specialized transfer companies that that's, 
purely what they do. Which is better for us as well because oh, it left course. us in a bit of a pickle having one staff member go away for yeah. two nights and all the rest of it. Yeah, definitely. Because then once you got there, you'd have to wait. Sometimes you would wait or the ones that you're yeah. waiting to be picked up weren't ready for a release and it was always something happening. Yeah. And yeah. it left them a short-staffed here. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And then they come back. And, and we weren't getting paid much for yeah, it. Yeah, and then there's a possibility you have to go back down again. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, it was a bit of a turmoil situation there. But I'm glad we don't have to worry about that stuff yeah. anymore because, yeah, it, Little bit, and also wear and tear on the cars and all that yeah, sort of and stuff. Yeah, there's only when old mate went on holidays. It was probably a couple of couple of weeks every year, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, it, it was rare. Yeah, but they that that's what they do now. Mm. So any any suspicious cases now, um, any reportable deaths, uh, uh, deceased persons um, transported to Brisbane to the Jong Tong mm. Centre where they do what they need to do, and then uh, bring them back to the place that they were originally lodged at from the hospital. Um, that's the standard protocol now. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it does um, put a delay in uh, funerals and, and whatnot. Um, but it seems to be the only sort of option that they have mm-hmm. uh, available at the moment. Because so. they were bringing the specialist in, weren't they? Yeah, they were. They are flying them up but once just a week. Just before COVID, then yeah. because of COVID, they stopped doing it. Yeah. And they've just kept going without it, haven't they? Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, but uh, that's pretty much the whole basis of that side of the coroner's thing, mm-hmm. where we're at now. Um, yeah, so, mate, um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you come in and share some of your yeah. stories, mate. It's always it's good to get some um, uh, some people that I've shared um, some of my working career with to enlighten some of the people that are listening on some of the things that we've done over the years um, with the funeral side of things. But and also too, like it's funny how um, that they transition into other careers that mm. still cross paths with the funeral home. So, you know, yourself now, like you originally started out, transitioned into the funeral home, transitioned back out, back into nursing. (laughs) So, mate, um, thanks again. Um, We will definitely have you on again soon. So we've still, we've had a couple of questions come in, but I'd really like to get um, a good bunch of them together (laughs) so that we can actually sit down and go through and discuss some of them. Um, Yeah, so... We'll definitely have you come up and do that, mate. Appreciate that one yeah, day sure. off. I'm sure you've got another <laughs> heap of days ahead of uh, you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, thanks to everyone once again for the um, for the shout-outs and the support and the love. And uh, feel free to send us through some of those questions and um, we'll definitely get to those and bring them up on the next morning show um, and try to inform you on some of those bits and pieces. Mm. So. Thanks again, mate. Thanks uh, for having me. Thanks no, for the welcome. cold beers. Yeah, you're That's welcome. Good. It was my pleasure, yeah. mate. And uh, we'll catch up again soon, eh? Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks, mate.